This episode is a little bit different. I wanted to take you on a little bit of a day in my life as an engineering PhD student juggling an algorithmic uh, Forex portfolio. The portfolio is quite large at the moment, um, and I'm still a PhD student uh, publishing papers, going to conferences, and trying to juggle a regular life, if you could call it one. And so today, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a tour, okay, and give you a little glimpse into my world of how I get things done. Hi, I'm Laron, and you're listening to Billion Dollar Algorithms Podcast, a podcast where I document the process of starting a quantitative hedge fund from scratch. If you want to hear all the episodes, you can follow us on Spotify or head over to BillionDollarAlgorithms.com. Now let's get into today's episode. I started this podcast to document the journey of starting a quantitative hedge fund from scratch with no connections, network, or anything. I want to be as transparent as possible so we can learn together and potentially grow together. Anything I say in this podcast should not be taken as financial advice. This is just some guy's story on a pursuit of happiness or something like that. But thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy today's podcast. So first thing is, uh, I'm on the way to my lab. It is 10... 41 on August uh, 24th, I believe, um, Wednesday. And the reason I'm going in a little bit later is because there was some economic news that came out at 10 o'clock in the US. I think it was housing uh, numbers. And with my portfolio trading, obviously, Forex uh, being affected by US news, I wanted to be around at least when this news occurred. And so I'm going in a little bit later. Uh, some days I end up having to do this, and uh, most days, though, um, I'm in before 9 o'clock, primarily because I want to be at a desktop or a laptop where I could watch the news occur and watch the effects on my portfolio. Now, this doesn't mean that I do anything different during the news, but I just ensure that uh, I don't violate any of the platform rules uh, around these news events. But also, um, I want to ensure that my algorithms um, don't tank the portfolio uh, during these times. And so I just like to stay around a computer. I have my phone um, connected to my portfolio, obviously using MetaTrader and a few additional so- um, softwares. But I have it connected to my phone. I get updates on what's happening uh, with my uh, portfolio throughout the day. And generally, my phone is in my hand uh, um, on my lab bench or on my desk. And I'm able to understand what's happening with my portfolio throughout the day. The next thing is um, the portfolio. I have a software from earnforex.com. This is a good shout out for them because I do like their software. Um, It's account protector. It's called the account protector. And it essentially just gives you notifications at certain levels of your account equity and or balance. And so you can set it up as any way you want. And basically I have mine set up where I have... And, and now we're at the office. And <laughs> I have mine set up where I get uh, equity um, alerts um, when it moves uh, in a certain deviation or if it moves fast. So that way I also keep up to date with my portfolio without having to actually uh, watch my portfolio tick by tick, line by line. Um, today, as a PhD student, I am responding to reviews to my paper. Um, for those who are familiar with the review process, you send your paper to get published by a journal. The journal sends it back to you and say, no, this is terrible, please fix it. You go and try to fix it, and then you send them it back. 
Um, and then sometimes, very rarely, you get into an argument with a reviewer. And this argument goes back and forth very respectfully through uh, text, through uh, the reviews. And so, through email, you know, writing. Um, but the reviews is, you know, this is the second part that I'm on it. And so we have a respectful disagreement with, obviously, reviewer number two. And we want to um, write that very well to ensure that we, one, don't upset the reviewer, and then, two, ensures that our paper still gets published. Because, to me, this is a very extensive paper, and, I would, and I've done this work in December 2021, and it's being published in August 2022. So it tells you how long the cycle is of getting from work results and paper and actually publishing. I expect it to be published next week, and so I'm very hopeful that this happens, and I'm very hopeful that I could word my response to this reviewer uh, very politely and ensure that I do not upset him or her. So the next thing is I am very busy with trying to uh, learn high school Spanish again because I'll be on a trip to Spain in, in September, and I will be presenting some of my PhD research um, at a conference in Spain. It is a very good conference to be at, very prestigious, very good for my specific uh, research, and uh, I'm honored to be able to go to Spain, uh, to travel for my research, and to present it across the world internationally. I'm an internationally renowned speaker, okay? So anyway, um, I have a, you know, I've, I've published a paper in, I think, 2020, and that paper is what I will be presenting, as well as some additions to that paper um, that I published in 2020. And so, one, I'm preparing my uh, presentation and poster for Spain, uh, for the Spain conference. And then two, I am trying to figure out how to hell to get there because <laughs> there's, uh, it's a small city called Zaragoza, Spain. And sorry if you're from Zaragoza, Spain, it's just small in relation to Madrid and Barcelona. Um, and so I have to fly to Barcelona and or Madrid. Well, I have to fly to Barcelona or Madrid and then take a train from the airport to Saragossa, Spain, get into the hotel, and then stay there in a week. A week. Um, it'll be my first time in Spain, and I hope that it's a very good trip. But again, uh, I called uh, the conference and tried to get some help, and essentially um, the responses were in Spanish, and I felt really out of place. <laughs> I uh, was... It's, you know, it's just amazing how much Spanish you don't know. You really think, <laughs> when you go through high school, you really think, all right, this is Spanish, I got it. But uh, the speed, the fluency, maybe even an accent, I just understood no word, comprehended, no comprehendo. I hope <laughs> I hope that's how you say it. So anyway, um, I'm trying to book all of this uh, travel and things like that, as well as going through the university policies of booking travel and so uh, that's also something I'm trying to do today uh, and then the last thing as a PhD student um, my PhD is in chemical engineering and so part of my PhD have me doing some experiments um, you know traditionally when you think of scientists with a lab coat and experimenting that's uh, this part of my PhD is which I'm trying to do and so uh, I have to ensure that my my experiments are scientific, safe, more importantly, because they will be doing some very high temperatures and pressure uh, reactions. And so I want to uh, go over this with the safety committee, and I want to make sure my materials are there and everything's uh, good for the time when I'm ready to go and do my experiments. And so uh, those are the three things I'm juggling today. 
And obviously, whilst news events occur with the portfolio, whilst price shocks happen, whilst rollovers happen, uh, I'll be using my phone and alerts set up on my phone to just monitor my portfolio, monitor the algorithms, and make sure that one, no disconnections occur, and if they do, uh, figure out how to how to resolve that, and then uh, maintain a steady and calm head as the algorithms chug along throughout this week. So that's it. Just getting into the office. I'll update you as the day progresses. So it is now 2.10 p.m. And we've, we haven't checked the account um, and I haven't got any alerts. So basically that means we've been in between our standard deviation and nothing too serious has happened. So let's check the account but before we do that in that in in that time when I was not looking at the account um, not much movement has happened I think only the crude oil inventories was new newest that came out and so if we check the account we're down 78 basis points I guess bad or not good considering we've done quite a few percentages this month already so I'm not too alarmed by being down 78 basis point basis points being down 78 basis points that's not too big of a deal for this portfolio but I think what's very interesting and I would like to see how this plays out is the number of positions that are on there are a lot one two three four five six seven eight nine ten positions and you're only down 78 basis points because maybe they're very uh, uncorrelated maybe they're hedged correctly but regardless they are definitely balancing each other out there are a few positions that are nicely positive uh, nicely positive being two or three percent on those positions as is and there are a number of positions that are very weak weekly negative I guess and if you are a trend follower and you look at this week um, if you look at the last uh, few hours you've seen that we've had a lot of whipsawing um, from August 22nd to now uh, basically the price hasn't really moved and so one way one thing about managing a portfolio like this and being a trend follower is knowing when you should be making money and knowing when you should be losing money um, or not making much money um, for example if there is a lot of whipsawing within the week you shouldn't expect to be up money right I mean as a trend follower we kind of understand that um, that's just gonna happen now I'm saying as a trend follower because my portfolio is mostly trend following I do have some mean reverting systems in there that um, in some ways uh, smooth out my equity curve but it's mostly trend following that gives me the uh, big uh, returns very outsized returns um, but going back to what I was saying looking at the portfolio 
we have some positions on, and I don't really like to talk about positions, but this will be the first time I do here. Uh, some uh, I have a sell on the pound yen that uh, the one of my algorithms have entered from the beginning of this week, and so it is uh, positive on that position, uh, positive on a buy of the euro Swiss franc, uh, negative slightly on a sell of the pound dollar, um, and I mean. This is just normal, right? It's your normal. It's normal to have some positions that are negative, some positions that are uh, positive, and it's normal to understand that hey, we've been whipsawing for the last uh, two, three days uh, of this week as the week progresses, and so I expect to be uh, down some money, um, but we're only down on the equity 0.7, 0.78%, and we're not really uh, down too much on the overall account because. Um, we have closed a trade and profit. One of the trades I closed this morning uh, was a, a sell of the U.S. Swiss franc, which was a trade that gave me a entire percentage return. Another trade closed yesterday, which was a buy of the Euro Euro USD, which gave me a point a percent and a half return. So we're up on the week. We had a, a few small losses and. I do have losses, like an, a loss of 0.5%, um, 0.4%, uh, um, or a loss of 0.02%. Um, many of these are trades that very quickly did not work out as a trend-following trade or a breakout trade. Um, and, you know, when you try breakout and momentum-type trades, you could um, quickly see when a breakout trade does not work in your favor. And so those trades are typically very short and results in a lot of losses but obviously when a breakout leads to a trend you may have some money uh, there so there's a little bit of alpha for today uh, anyway so looking at the portfolio and looking at the charts I'm all I'm on my phone as you could tell on and I'm in the car just uh, before I go to the lab because uh, I went to my office and I'm going to the lab um, now just looking at the phone uh, the charge from the phone uh, is a lot of whipsawing uh, throughout the week as well as the day um, a lot of uh, price reversals and as a trend follower these are just things that we're gonna have to eat um, so long as your positions are sized correctly that you don't uh, end up being blowing up your account uh, because of some whipsawing that typically happens so anyway by and large we're in a good position we're down 0.78 percent uh, and we are checking along. I mean, we'll see how this ends the week, um, and we'll see how it ends today as well. So I decided updating on my phone in the lab was a bad idea, and I think um, my lab safety manager would also say that was a bad idea, or would have been a bad idea. Um, so I didn't update you guys, <laughs> and uh, I didn't update you guys because I felt like it would be a bad idea to use my phone in the lab while I am doing uh, experiments. So instead, here we are on a Friday, um, giving an update. So the account on Wednesday ended up um, closing. Well, it didn't close. Well, the we left Wednesday with around 90 basis points um, in equity loss, um, and now Friday. We're closed with around 120 basis points. 
Now, it's important to know that I calculated that loss of 120 basis points based off of Wednesday's balance in equity and not the, the full week. But when I get home, get some time this weekend, I will look at the full equity on the week. I should be up very slightly on the week because of some early gains on Monday and Tuesday that you know that were close, some positions that were close on Monday and Tuesday. So I should be up there, but Wednesday through Thursday and Friday, we had some equity losses. If you look at the markets or you look at the charts this weekend, it was very volatile in the sense that there weren't many trends that developed or sustained themselves. And so this, as I said before, this is how you expect to lose money as a trend follower. And you should expect, if you have any mean reverting systems, for them to uh, close a bit of profits for you um, this week, which is what my portfolio kind of did. But um, if your portfolio is generally pre uh, trend following, this is how you should lose money. This is what you expect. So I have no issue, no qualms so far with the performance of this week. However, obviously, um, all of us trend followers want more trends to sustain and more trends to exist. But this is just a feature of trend following. Now, with that being said, on the PhD front, as I said, I'm leaving the office. Um, I submitted my re responses to my reviewer. And hopefully that will be published. My, uh, the paper will be published next week. Arranged some of my Spain travel and got some of my um, additional work done. So that's how you manage your PhD and an, an entire algorithm trading portfolio. Um, I would say that I was looking at my portfolio a lot this week, again, because of the volatility. Um, and if you look back at the charts of this Friday, uh, it was a lot of volatility. But, you know, we live to find another day, and this is how I've been managing my two lives of um, trend following or, or algorithm trading portfolios with doing a PhD in engineering with a lot of uh, requirements. The point of this episode is uh, we all have busy lives, and I'm pretty busy, you're probably pretty busy, and we have this dream built. And this dream is to develop algorithms and, and deploy them into the markets, and some people may even want to eventually retire from these algorithms. My dream is to hopefully professionalize this, these algorithms and, and start a quantitative hedge fund. Now, we can't continue to make that excuse that we're a little bit too busy to develop it, we're too busy to deploy the algorithms. And I'm saying this to say that if I could do it while juggling all of these things, surely you could find some time to do it as well. And so I hope that this episode is a little bit of an inspiration to you all. And I hope that, that you take this weekend and the upcoming weekends to find some time to develop those algorithms and test those ideas ideas that you have and back test that portfolio and, and do some robust testing and deploy the algorithms of your dreams you know hopefully it works out well and uh, all the best to you but you know some days just like this you can see that some days your performance is um i guess subpar or a very normal <laughs> they're not really uh eye-watering gains that you would see on youtube but again, as I said, I live to find another day. The portfolio is pretty large. And so I'm, I'm prepared to, uh, I'm happy with the performance and I'm prepared to allow this to continue uh, with no, no tweaks, no changes, just some analysis on the weekend. And that's kind of how I manage my day to day. So again, as I said, I hope that this episode is an inspiration to you all to understand that yes, we all live busy lives. And we all have these dreams of algorithmic trading and developing algorithms and doing all this stuff. But we got to remember that, you know, we got to find some time for things that are important. And hopefully this dream is important enough for you guys. 
if you need any help obviously check out my website i think i have some resources on there um, for people who want to get started um, message me there at billiondollaralgorithms.com and i hope you have a great week